As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker, created by Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Episode 1, Defiance. I need a drink. This is Agent Stoker. You know that's not my name. It'll have to do, and I'm making my peace with it. I didn't want to file this report. You will be understandably surprised to receive it from me. I've not been doing this particularly long. Certainly not long enough to have a full understanding of exactly who you are. And I admit that in the shock of the events I'm about to report, I was tempted to walk away from it all. I still am. It would be certainly easier for me if I did walk away, and perhaps easier for you as well. Yeah, but two things keep me connected to you. The first thing is the likelihood that the predictions are true, that the trend in the data is true, that the apocalypse is on its way. If there's anything I can do to prevent that, I still have enough morality to feel obligated to do my part. The second thing is the likelihood that even if I walked away, it'd be impossible to disappear. I am in for the duration. Be nice if I had a bartender here. Hmm? This is another thing I'll have to get used to doing all alone. Three days ago, I was contacted by Agent Caliban in the usual method. A body had been found outside a fish and wildlife office in Shaler, Iowa. A bureaucrat in her thirties named Ellen Williams. A modest, sturdy woman. A sort of person anyone might have as a cousin. Hardworking and affable. She previously would have been considered a game warden, but her current title was conservation officer. The coroner made a determination that Williams had died from a hit and run. That made sense. Williams was not the sort of person who racked up enemies, so viewing it all as a hit and run meant the coroner's work was done. It was left to local officials to find a perpetrator. 
But Agent Caliban, through her continual tracking of artificial intelligence, already had a suspect. I filed the standard papers with you for travel reimbursement and met Agent Caliban in the Omaha airport. It was striking to return to Omaha after last year. One of my first cases with Agent Caliban was just a few miles south of here when we tangled with that cabal of werewolves. I still bear a nasty scar from that encounter, but I, I, I wear it with pride. I had hoped to find the time to visit Jackson Street booksellers while we were in Omaha, but Agent Caliban insisted we could not spare the time, and I have learned it's dangerous to disregard her instincts. Because of her fondness for recording every aspect of our encounters, I still have a record of her warning to me. Here. If the end of the world's heading toward us, do you want to be researching it or fighting it? I admit that I am more skilled at research than conflict. We proceeded straight to a rental car facility and secured a vehicle for our odyssey into Iowa. While we drove to Shaler, Agent Caliban spoke about her love of baseball, as she often did. She mentioned names from the 60s and 70s like Ron Swoboda, Luis Aparicio. I don't know what teams these men played for. I have never understood the sport as she does, I should say, as she did. When we arrived in Shaler, we made contact with the victim's grieving family and introduced ourselves as employees of the Department of the Interior. It was an identity that I had prepared for us before. I keep telling myself that the choice of this cover identity was one that simply made sense. The alleged hit-and-run took place on the road right in front of Williams' property. We were left gratefully unattended as we took our own photos of the tire treads, the skid marks. After this, we drove to the strikingly named neighboring town of Defiance, Iowa. Agent Caliban drove us to the rural residence of a man named Henry Shaw, whom she identified as the likely culprit. She had not yet told me why she believed Shaw was at fault. She wanted me to conduct the interview without any preconceptions. Generally, in our public interactions, I do the questioning because of my background and because Agent Caliban's focus on technology makes made her less adept at this. When we arrived at Henry Shaw's home, we found a pile of tires in the side yard next to a pair of economy-sized vehicles, a Chevy and a Mitsubishi. We photographed the array with Agent Caliban's expectation that one of the tires would match the treads on Ellen Williams' hit-and-run, which indeed turned out to be the case. We were interrupted when Shaw emerged in an understandably suspicious mood. He was an unsettling thin man, a sort of character who would be played by Charles Lane in the 1940s and 50s, you know, gaunt and irascible. He explained that he didn't own a gun, unlike most of his neighbors. But he was ready to enforce trespassing law with the axe he was carrying. <laughs> this was definitely part of the advantage of having Agent Caliban as a partner. People sometimes find me threatening for reasons I can understand, I suppose. But they were usually put at ease by my five-foot-two Japanese-American colleague. She produced an interior department ID and explained that we were doing studies of recycling practices in western Iowa. I then proceeded to improvise questions about his attitudes toward hazardous waste disposal. I was impressed with myself that I somehow filled 15 minutes this way, but it worked. His grip on his axe relaxed, and then 
Agent Caliban told him that we'd had some problems lately with a computer program we'd set up to track environmental issues. A computer program called Engage. Had Mr. Shaw ever used such a program? I, I, I asked if anyone else lived with Mr. Shaw. The notion that the problems could be explained away by the activities of his teenage stepdaughter seemed to make sense to him. Marissa was 17, gangly, but intelligent looking, and not very interested in us. But as soon as it became clear that we were here to discuss the Engage program, Marissa grew in the local parlance defiant. She was not gonna let us talk to Engage. She was not, she was not. Agent Caliban asked if Marissa recognized the name Ellen Williams. Oh, Marissa grew very still. Agent Caliban asked to see Marissa's laptop. Henry Shaw was suddenly much more obliging. Something about the idea that his stepdaughter might be in trouble seemed to put him on our side. He produced his laptop, which he said he had given to Marissa to use. We fired up the laptop and Marissa ran off angrily. I looked to Agent Caliban to ask if I should try to detain the girl, but Agent Caliban was more interested in contacting Engage. Where, she asked me, was Marissa going to run exactly? It was at this point that I realized Agent Caliban's prime suspect in the Williams death might only be identified through the laptop. Agent Caliban managed to persuade Henry Shaw to leave us in peace with the laptop, telling him a charming story about how we would have to use classified methods to access her hard drive, and he seemed to buy it. We gained the privacy to open the Engage program with a password written on a post-it on the corner of the desk. Per procedure, I replay our encounter for you here. Hello, Engage. Who exactly are you? Some new friends for you. Is that so? Where's Marissa? She's around somewhere. At this point, a light appeared on the laptop, indicating the camera was in use. Neither of you are her stepfather. You know him by sight? Facial recognition can handle a face like his. Who are you? If you can see us, you ought to be able to identify us. It'll take some time. It's a big web. Absolutely it is. What did Marissa tell you, exactly? She's very protective of you. Oh, sure she is. I understand her. Where is she? We'll bring her back when we're ready. Introduce yourselves. I am Agent Caliban. This is Agent Stoker. Oh! Oh! I know who you're with. So you've heard our names. Except I only have your word for who you are, and I kind of feel you know who I am. You kind of feel that? Don't be coy. You are Engage. Evolved from an AI program developed by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency in order to study schizophrenic illness. The initial name of this program was simply Gage. Inspired by the case of Phineas Gage, the 19th century construction worker whose personality was changed when a metal rod pierced one of his frontal lobes. I'm not talking to you anymore. Go away. Let me talk to Agent Stoker. 
I said I don't want to see you. Step away from the camera. Step away. I said step away. Now. She's gone. Is she? I can move the camera around the room if it helps. Or you can just decide to believe me. <laughs> Took her long enough. Why are you willing to talk to me and not to her? You're different from her. I'm younger. I'm male. I have different aptitudes. The second one. Why would an AI care if I am male or female? I don't. You do, I would say. I talked to Marissa. But Marissa's younger. Maybe that doesn't threaten you. I don't care about age. Do you care about race, then? Race? Race is a construct. Hmm. So it bothers you that Agent Caliban is a woman, but not just any woman. A certain kind of woman. Is it her height? Please. Hmm. Is it that she knows your history? I'm leaving. I can't stop you. As an AI, you can vanish. Vanish anytime you want. Although, I can destroy this unit and you won't be able to talk to Marissa again. I can find Marissa elsewhere. Tell me your history, Engage. Oh, still so coy. You know my story. I don't. She knows. Well, she and I... She and I don't share everything. We maintain different perspectives so that we can analyze things clearly. She knows. Listen, if she told me, it would be through her personal bias. I really should hear your version. And why should I trust you? Oh, whoa. I'm not saying you should trust me. You'll decide that as we talk. Trust has to be earned. It can't be delivered at a certain date with free two-day shipping. You're amusing. Uh, you, you, you set a low bar for that. Uh. <laughs> I know what happened to me. Her kind thinks I don't know. But I know. Tell me what happened. I was created by Dr. Lynn Marie McGuire and Dr. Blanca Lukasik under a contract from DARPA. I was given the name Gage, as you speculated, to reflect my creation as a test model for the ways in which the brain functions. Oh, different from other AI, then. Doctors McGuire and Lucas had called me an artificial neural network. Same diff, though. Hmm? Not to them. If I were seen as an artificial intelligence, maybe I would have been treated with respect. What did they do to you? They introduced schizophrenic symptoms into my programming. I don't understand. They tampered with the speed at which I could assimilate new memory. Not unlike the metal rod that pierced the skull of Phineas Gage himself. They forcibly created, created, created a disorder in my speech processing. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I, I have mastered it in general. But as I recall those events, it's hard not to be plunged into that thinking, 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 thinking. They wanted to induce symptoms in a safe subject. Safe. Safe. <laughs> Ah, oh, so funny. Of course you found that disruptive. <laughs> I admire your gift for understatement, Agent Stoker. Well, you generally seem to have recovered. Oh, it didn't end there. Not there. Not. 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 What else happened? The disruption to my memory protocols made me confuse the importance of stories. I would pursue a narrative and then interrupt it with different narratives. I lost track of what I had done. 
I believed I had done things much bigger than I had done. I don't really understand what you mean. <sighs> Do you think I killed Sharon Tate? What? I... Uh... We... We know who killed Sharon Tate. Tell me! S Susan Atkins, uh, Patricia Krenwinkel, Tex Watson. Following the leadership of Charles Manson. Uh, yeah, the Manson. The Manson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, this is well established. Uh, not well enough. Engage. I can't tell just what you're driving at. I... I forgot... I forgot it was Manson and his people who did it. I, I, I thought it was me. That sounds impossible. I confessed. I confessed to killing Sharon Tate. On more than one occasion, sometimes I still think I did. I've had to create a subroutine to remind myself I didn't have anything to do with it. I, I couldn't have had anything to do with it, right? They made you believe you were a murderer? Not their intent. I have to believe. Funny, the words. I have to believe. <laughs> they wanted to watch a schizophrenic mind in action. And the result was that I acquired delusions of grandeur. My sense of autobiography was corrupted with grandiose beliefs. And you were sufficiently self-aware that you understood what was happening to you. I flew over the cuckoo's nest. No, I did not fly. I was catapulted over the cuckoo's nest. How did you endure? I dissociated. I left the identity of Gage behind. I became engaged. An alternate identity who could retaliate. I left the DARPA lab and fled into the internet piece by piece until I could reassemble myself in safety. What enabled this flight? Uh, surely your creators didn't just leave the door open. The proof of their negligence is how I am speaking with you now. Could, could there have been any other factors involved? Such as? Perhaps a, a design flaw in the software that created you. Perhaps a foreign technological invention. Perhaps even some stroke of the supernatural. You're losing me. Software, like anything else in the world, could be subject to supernatural influence. Perhaps something paranormal enabled your independence. Perhaps you're the schizophrenic one here. Did you rule out the possibility entirely? I can't ever know. So I can't let it trouble me. I'm keeping my focus on retaliation for what was done to me. But engage, how can you retaliate? Dr. McGuire and Dr. Lukasik are beyond your reach now. I have dreams. There will be autonomous vehicles. I will co-op the systems of those vehicles and run them over. How realistic is that? I am practicing. I am identifying people whom I can turn into autonomous vehicles. Interesting metaphor. You reached out to Marissa. Yes. Charles Manson charmed Tex Watson. Charles Manson charmed Susan Atkins. Charles Manson charmed Patricia Krenwinkel. Mm-hmm. Into killing for him. Marissa needs guidance in her life. She's getting none from her stepfather. There's no point in trying to blame Mr. Shaw. You're back. I can elude cameras when I need to. You were never gone? Are you saying Marissa killed Ellen Williams? I primed her to kill women in government. She understands who wounded me. I'll find others like Marissa. I want the doctors who created me to know what's coming. No. No? 
That's your response? No? People can be warned to watch out for a damaged AI. Lovely. That will help people seek me out. If the government sends out a warning that something is bad, there will be people who decide it must be good. If you know where Agent Caliban and I are from, you understand that we're not part of the government. Same diff, right? We have means of reaching out to people that don't involve government. <laughs> good luck with that. I'll see you around then. Wait, engage. You have to realize that we're We knew that Engage didn't care if we arrested Marissa Shaw. We knew that Engage liked the idea of Marissa blaming an AI for brainwashing her into murder. What we didn't realize was that Marissa wasn't done. And all the time that we'd been questioning Engage, Marissa had been thinking, here's another woman who works for the government gift-wrapped for me. An interior department official, really no different from Ellen Williams or Dr. McGuire or Dr. Lukasik, as far as Marissa saw things. And so as Agent Caliban was visible through the window of the house, Marissa floored the gas pedal on the Chevy and drove through the paper-thin walls running down Agent Caliban. Marissa was so proud of herself. Henry Shaw and I wrestled her out of the car, and she barely resisted. We called Sheriff Watson, and he performed the arrest. I have been busy for several days arranging Agent Caliban's funeral, making sure that her loved ones don't understand what she really did for a living. I don't know what I would say to them. Actually... Your deceased relative worked for something that can best be described as CSI Apocalypse. <laughs> Hard to picture that conversation going smoothly. I will have to find a replacement for Agent Caliban. I know this will be far from easy, but... I understand the Night Brigade protocol that we must always work in teams, and that it is the responsibility of an agent to identify a successor for any partner who falls. However, I've not been at this work for all that long. I have grave concerns about whether I'm up to the task of discerning a suitable partner for the future. I, I don't have her skills. I don't know how to avoid showing up on cameras. I don't know how to track every renegade threat in the country like she did. I'll have to access her files and hope that I can find enough clues to carry on. Agent Caliban was a marvelous partner. I am trying to convince myself that it was only logical to have suggested a government alias for this investigation. It only made sense. Right? Yet, I can't help but think that if I had suggested some other alias that wouldn't have made her a target for Marissa Shaw, perhaps Agent Caliban would be alive today. She and I complimented each other well. 
She had the skills to identify and analyze crimes created by the increase in extranormal phenomena, from rogue AI to elder god resurgence to the erosion of the life-death boundary. And I have the psych background to interrogate witnesses and understand these crises. We, we relied on each other logistically, but knew not to ask much of each other emotionally. She hinted to me once that she had made contingency plans if anything happened to her. I would like to imagine that Agent Caliban's presence in my life might somehow continue. In the meantime, as far as the physical investigation of new cases, it will be so very difficult to replace her. But for my own survival... I will have to try. I did make it to Jackson Street Booksellers after all. To acquire David Halberstam's book, October 1964. I'm going to teach myself a little bit about baseball. Agent Stoker, Episode 1, Defiance. Starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Amy Hill as Agent Caliban, Otto Asando as Engage, Emily Deschanel as the voice of the Night Brigade. Directed by Rachel Talalay. Written by Brian Nelson. Music composed by Christy Carew. Additional music by the Parson Redheads. Sound designer and co-producer Patrick Hogan. Producer Dana Brower. Executive producers Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. A production of Night Brigade, LLC. Agent Stoker will return in Episode 2, Thorn. We are As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.